0: What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shownuff 71, and we're back at you with Season 1, Episode 26 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I got my partners in crime in the digital studio, accounted for and present. We've got the Bay Area Terror Dez himself. What's going on, my friend?
1: Not much, not much. Uh, Just happy to be here, as
0: usual. Nice, nice. And we also have the food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar. We have trader Joe, AKA Joe Fongool. How you doing, bud? Yeah, hey, not bad,
2: man. Just a little tired, but uh, none worse for wear, man. Uh,
0: I'm good to go. Good to go. Good to go. Yeah. It's been a long day for me too. <laughs> As you mentioned that, uh, just getting things together for the big Thanksgiving meal that's going to be going on here. But, um, Couple of things we got some house cleaning uh, things to mention. Uh, you're probably wondering if you're looking if you have a podcast at podcast. If I can speak uh, aggregate program, you'll probably notice that there's no episode 24. Well, the reason there's no episode 24 is because we had some pretty serious audio problems. And episode twenty-four, unfortunately, which was the uh, that was the Paris Games Week episode, was lost in the internet ether. So it is the it is the lost episode of the Gaming Vessels podcast, and unfortunately, it doesn't look like there's going to be any chance of recovery for that. So that's the first that's the first bit of house cleaning, and the second bit of house cleaning is that this particular episode will be the last of, our, of season one for our show. We will definitely be coming back. This isn't a, a farewell of any sort, but we are taking a hiatus. Um, a couple of weeks off, we will be returning and recording a show on Monday, December 11th, to reflect on the fun and shenanigans that will have taken place at the PlayStation Experience for this year. So uh, we're gonna take some time off. We're going to think about uh, how we're doing with the show, come in and think about how we can improve things. And we will definitely be back recording again on December 11th. So uh, gonna disappear and we're gonna come back just like uh, Chris Angel. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well we'll still be around though on twitter um your usual stuff i mean we'll be on psn probably playing destiny 2 yes i'm uh, yes, speaking sir. for myself at least yes you know i, I on my 12-step program <laughs> as we speak
1: yep the destiny 12-stepper
0: well yeah. interestingly enough if unless i'm mistaken december 12th is the release date for the first uh dlc pack for destiny 2
2: I think it comes out the week prior, I believe. Okay,
0: so we'll be playing that. We'll be playing definitely.
2: <laughs> I'll be at PSX. I'll probably be cursing myself because I'm probably not planning on bringing my PS4 with me uh, to the event. You know, it's kind of overkill in my estimation. So we're
1: gonna have yeah. such a over. We're gonna have. We're gonna, uh, I'm gonna be so
2: far ahead of you. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Hails to the no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to get some remote play up in that bizwax. You know, oh I'm be... Oh
0: man, you really uh, yeah. remote play. <laughs> it
2: comes out on December fifth. You, know, so, you know, all I
1: heard with that was "Cry for Help."
2: <laughs> remote play. <laughs> I'm gonna get like Amtrak's Wi-Fi is gonna just be straining, straining while I take the train down the Anaheim for PSX. So. I'll be running out of all my mobile, like, uh, Wi-Fi.
1: <laughs> Please don't do that.
0: Oh, man. Well, well, folks, uh, as we are recording, we are rapidly approaching Thanksgiving. And with that, the, the even more important uh, day, uh, <laughs> day than Thanksgiving, if you're a, a big box retailer or an online retailer, that being Black Friday, So we're going to be talking about some of the things that we're going to be looking at to acquire, uh, this coming Friday and, uh, give you some ideas of where you can find the best deals for the items that you're looking for, either for yourself or for those who are on your shopping list for Christmas this year. So, um, let me, let me toss this out to you, to you Des first. Um, are you looking for anything in particular uh with these black Fr- with on um, black Friday or are you just kind of just kind of seeing going wait and see what's available at the places you go to and not really uh you'll if you if you like it you'll you and it's good price you'll you'll pick it up or are you looking for something specific
1: so that's a very good question kev um for me I'm definitely not as um as what's the word fervent? I don't want to say fervent, although fervent is a good word. I'm just not as I don't put a much as big of a plan of action or plan of attack as um, my friend, you know, Joe Fongul does. You know, um, I'm not say it's bad or anything, but. And a lot of people take this as an opportunity to stock up on various games that they can flip later to get that kind of those space bucks, as Kevin says. So and for me, you know, I usually use it to go and buy games that have come out throughout the year that I have missed that might be marked down. Um, I go to GameStop and I really take advantage of their buy to get one free, uh, that promotion they have. And sometimes I will buy new games as well. Um, and also, I live in San Francisco, so getting to all of the various Game Stops around the around the city can be kind of like ugh, to do that just to kind of get around. Um, and we don't have that many. So, and because I know Joe will go to various different Game Stops all over, you know, where he lives, <clears throat> where he lives, you know, and flip and do all this other stuff. And I just don't have the the time or the wherewithal to do that. So, so for me, it's just a lot of going and picking up games that you know, looked good, but I missed them or they look good and I just didn't want to spend the money on them right then and there. So that's usually how I spend my Black Friday. Um and then I'm usually, you know, down with you guys. Uh, you know, cuz I go to where you guys are. Cuz I'm from your we're all from the same hometown, so I go to where you guys are. and So I'll basically just, you know, Hang out with Joe, and Joe will be all like, you know, let's go to GameStop. And I'm like, okay, you know, and he's like, look at this game. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> Joe will, so, 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 when I'm with you, when I'm with you guys, it's a lot easier to spend money, you know, <laughs> it's
0: like, so, it's more of like an enabling program.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: yes. Don't you sit there and lie
1: to Kevin. It is an enabling program. That's just how it is. And that's fine, you know, that's just what it is. But just, you know, let's be honest, my friend. It it is straight up enabling. <laughs> He's like, hey, check out that game. Or weren't you talking about? This game? This game's on sale over here. And I'm just like, oh Lord, you know.
2: So <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying to be uh, your enthusiastic, like you know, I I wouldn't say I'm like a car salesman in my enthusiasm or anything. It's not like I'm making a a buck out of it, you know. It's just, uh, you know, I want to see you happy, man. As I know, far as, and, and, and I am happy, Joe. Well,
1: that's
2: the thing. I know, I know. Your your purchases don't re- make or break your uh, um friendly in personality and your uh self-esteem i understand so it's all good so (laughs) so (laughs) what you uh, what i'm doing i'm sorry go ahead
0: this this is what i'm doing you know okay so what's on your what's what's on your agenda, Joe? What you got uh,
2: my agenda basically is just filling plugging the gaps. I, I have a lot of backlog, and obviously I've just been playing Destiny 2 for the last few months, so I got plenty of games to go play. But I'm gonna actually hem and haw about the games I'm gonna be buying on there because uh, I mean, 25 bucks for Evil Within 2 is awesome. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 same thing Uh, Shadow of War they're all sequels they're all sequels to games I have not played the prior game in the series yet so it's like "Mm, it's a good deal but it's kind of on my docket but at the same time I know if I really hedge my bets right and I go and play Evil Within 1 play like Wolfenstein you know the New Order and Old Blood and go and play Shadows of Mordor first I might even get them cheaper and some sort of hypothetical like later time on there. So so that's my serious debate right now. Um definite for sure is for me, at least, is the um Injustice two at GameStop, which I believe is going for uh, I think fourteen dollars or sixteen dollars if I'm not mistaken. So it's just like ridiculously cheap. And so something to where I'm thinking, you know, especially with a fighting game, it's like uh I'll be able to go in and pick that up and kind of go from there. That's fourteen bucks, confirm, on uh, you know Black Thursday, <laughs> so <laughs> at GameStop. So uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, this year it's been kind of fruitful with a lot of the um, uh, flipping or you know trading. Uh, I think even Kevin, you could probably say this has been a good year if we're going to look back and genuflect about. <laughs> Opportunities and that kind of thing That uh, GameStop has been really good To us all year around You know I'd agree. So, I would so, agree You know I think Black Friday f- f- Or at least this time around Is not as significant as it has been In years past Because like Desmond said We kind of use it to You know grab games on the cheap Grab games you wanted to grab But didn't get an opportunity to So on and so forth on that, uh, um, it's a good time for everyone else out there that's not doing all the shenanigans that me and Kevin sometimes do to actually, you know, get in on a good deal too without having to do all the, the, the legwork, uh, quote unquote. So, so, but uh, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to at least, uh, this Black Friday. So,
0: okay, well, for me, um, first and foremost, I'm looking for TV. So oh, that games you're looking for straight-up TVs. That, yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking for a TV, and it's either going to be most likely either an LG B7A, or it's going to be that uh, TCL uh, if it's available because I hear it's been selling really well late because its price has has like really come down. So, um. It's gonna be one of those two television sets I just really haven't made up my mind yet. Oh, that so. TLC
2: is such a good value. I know it's like not as good as the um, LG, but uh, you know, if I had hindsight to go in the past and like you know do a quantum leap or something, <laughs> just, or you know do a Marty McFly, I'd probably go back and get that TLC, uh, TLC TV. So they're not on mm-hmm. sale anymore. TCL, I mean. Oh, TCL. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, yeah TLC. Not- yeah. Isn't that a music group? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Joe,
1: Joe ain't too proud to brag for a, uh, for a TV. I'm
2: never going to get it. No, not
1: <laughs> Wow. I don't
0: think they did. That was. That I know. Was, uh, yeah, I know. That yeah. was a
1: vote, but that's fine. You know, I don't, you're trying. I don't. You're trying at least. I'm trying, yes.
0: So it's the TCLP. 6607 uh, uh, yeah okay yes yeah. of course and yeah the um the only thing that's holding me back on that is the i mean it 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 looks like it's ideal for gaming it is like you know low super low input lag and all that good stuff uh, the only thing that's kind of holding me back on that tv is there's a, the way my entertainment system is kind of, is set up and the way my couch in the, in the, my man cave is set up, there is like an inherent off angle viewing of the TV. Oh. So I'm going to be kind of looking at it, kind of not directly, you know, 100% full frontal. It's going to be kind of off to the side. So the... You know, I've got a plasma right now, and you know the, the plasma. There's no real real issue with with that, but with the TCL being on kind of off kind of off kilter with regards to the with regards to the viewing, um, that might be an issue. And the man that that LG, the the the, the color is just so freaking good, and there's no way, at least right now, currently with the prices, um, it is the best performing and for gaming right now. If there is a TV out there that performs better, that's an OLED. I haven't seen it. And if it is, it probably costs a heck of a lot more <laughs> than, than the one that LG has. And just about every review that I've seen, uh, with regards to the ga- its gaming applications, it's it's on point. The one hindrance that I have with the OLED is the burn-in. Um, one, I, I'm I'm kind of getting um uh, I'm getting mixed kind of mixed signals. Like there's one guy who says, "Well, the, the way you you cure the burn-in is you have to alternate your media." So if you watch, you know, if you, you, you know, Wes, if you've played, you know, four or five, six hours of video gaming, uh, then you just need to switch it up to either a different game that, that doesn't have very many static images on the screen or switch to something like a uh, YouTube videos or switch to TV and, and, and do that. But you know, then you have to be careful if you're going to TV because some stations have the permanent logo at either lower left or lower right-hand screen part of the screen. So you have to be cognizant of that. And so there's like a couple of things that you have to be a little bit on the cautious side. What I'm hearing about the C7 is that the C7 doesn't really have that issue. It, the LG has some... Uh, anti burn-in function uh on the c7 that is not present on the b7 that's what i'm hearing uh due to you know since the three i guess that's part of the two or three hundred dollar difference between the two because other than that the panels are the same uh so i may have i'm going to have to do a little bit more digging in, into that aspect but it's, it's going to be one of the two and I, don't, I don't want to, t- I don't want to turn this into, you know, like the TV hour, but <laughs> that's what, those are the two uh, that I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking at right now. I want to go, go in one of those two, as far as uh, everything else, usually black Friday is my movie day is, is when I go and pick up those movies that I had an interest in seeing in the theater, never got around to, Um. I don't know if I'm going to do that this year because I really there's really weren't all that many movies that I really really cared to see, um, so I'm going to have to think I'm going to have to think about that. Although Best Buy's got some pretty good deals and Walmart has some pretty good deals on on movies, so um, that's one thing to think about. And as far as like the games, I really don't have that many games that I want to pick up either. Uh, I need to get Destiny 2 for Xbox so I can play with my nephews. Um I I already have Star Wars Battlefront 2 on Xbox, so I just have to wait for my nephews to get that game. Um and the only other game that I may get is uh I may uh repurchase my kind of change out my, my Shadow of War. Um, uh, there was, there was some, um, I don't know if there was a, a patch or or what per se, but uh, there is a, uh, the Shadow of War variant for, for Xbox One X is like the, at least the only multi-plat right now that is substantially better than the PlayStation 4 Pro. At the time that I initially looked at the video, um, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Or maybe I missed it, and that's highly highly possible because usually when I watch YouTube videos, I'm doing two or three other things. But the Shadow of War, uh, because it's play it ed- play anywhere, play everywhere, play anywhere. Um, they utilized the their they imported the PC four uh, K assets of the game into the Xbox One X version, so there is a substantial difference i, actually, uh, I looked uh, i saw another video it wasn't on digital foundry it was another channel and they are going into the uh it, it's visible you you can you can tell you don't need to magnify you know 3 or 400% on on a little patch of mud which is why i picked up on the first time uh i watched digital foundry's video on it but uh, it, you just, you can see the, the difference. And I'm not that far in, in Shadow of War on uh, PS4, so if I might go back and get that one and restart that on the Xbox and play it there. Um, haven't haven't made made up my mind. On it. I'm probably, I'm more than likely I will. But there are some other like $15 games out there. Uh, I think Injustice 2 is, is really cheap, but not a whole lot uh for me in uh, this year because uh like you mentioned joe thanks to the uh GameStop shenanigans uh trade you know trade of palooza <laughs> in particular uh i was pretty much able to pick up uh, everything as it came out this year so um so are we interested? where i'm at
2: are we interested in picking up sniper elite 4 i know i own that game i know desmond owns that game it's I know he hasn't played in a hot minute, but uh, is that something you're looking forward to if you haven't already picked that up, Kevin?
0: Okay, um, Sniper Elite. I tried Sniper Elite 3 maybe two and a half weeks ago because I picked it up, never got around to it. I took that game back the following day. After after I I tried it, and it's like, no, this ain't working. And the the reason that it, it was not working was because the hit detection, I don't know if I had a buggy, if the game was bugging out or what. There's two things. The hit detection was terrible. I'm shooting people center mass and my shots are not not reflecting that. The guy is still there and I've got my scope on the man's chest and he is just, you missed me. That was one thing. The second thing was that as you're making your way to your sniper positions, and I get it that you're in a desert, so everything's going to be kind of tan, and you're supposed to use your binoculars to uh, scope out the enemy locations. So there'll be an icon above their head, so you always know where they where they are where, the, where they are. But as you're going from your one sniper point to another, everything is this, you know khaki shade of brown i'm actually running past enemy soldiers and not seeing them it, it, it it's weird i you know I'm,
1: so you, uh, maybe you have I a have thing against go... khaki brown or are
0: we... <laughs> <laughs> it was just like everything just kind of all the colors just kind of blended in together i mean uh I just I had a really difficult time seeing the enemies in those sections where you're going from sniper point to sniper point, seeing those enemies and engaging them because not because they weren't there. It's just that I didn't see them because they all the colors all just kind of melded together, meld together. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest issue. So I don't know. The Sniper Elite Four takes place in a more urban environment. Does it like in nope. a city in Italy or I something? Mean it does, or it still it, out there, the desert.
1: There are a lot more cityscapes in it because you're in Italy, you know, and you're kind of running okay. around. Uh, so it definitely is not as, um, I guess, open – Open, uh, deserty <laughs> it, well no at least as far as I got it was not it was not deserty at all so that's why I was okay. like okay yeah I only yeah, did the pretty- first two missions so and then I put it down that's just because that's just because like I just like the, the setting and everything just kind of didn't really you know, speak to me and I was talking telling Joe a while ago uh when we were playing or when I was playing it it's just like i I like the me- I like the mechanics you know um but I would have liked it a little bit better had it been more um well what's the word? more um uh like futuristic you know mm. that was that, that was just my thing about it is as i wish that it was a bit more you know futuristic and what was going on just because the setting didn't really capture me No, just like, gotcha right.
0: so in four were you, were you were you having any issues with hit detection well no no uh
1: not really i i know i know you do have to you do have to contend with uh wind and um wind and uh you know breathing. velocity in your breathing and stuff so uh-huh. once you uh once you realize you know what's what certain weapons are, are really good or, and and bad you're able to compensate for it but um but yeah you're right it does get a you you do think that you're right on somebody and you're and and even I'll be compensating for wind and for everything that I think is going on but you know but then I'll still miss the person and I'm like whoa, whoa, you <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like wait a minute like, I, I should have yeah. hit him.
0: you know so and really the some of the t- like the targets that I was aiming for weren't that they weren't those long long distance shots oh that's interesting they were question. they were like guys that were like maybe 40 50 yards away oh. And I'm aiming at I'm using my uh, using my sniper and my, 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 you know, sniper rifle. And I'm shooting these guys in the chest and, you know, they're acting as if, you know, nothing hit them. Hmm. So that was my issue with three. So hopefully the and I don't know, maybe I got a buggy copy. I have I have no idea.
2: But sounds like three is not I mean, four is not going to be on our list of something to buy probably not
1: um also i wanted to say real quick and i and this has been something that joe and i have been talking about for a while so you know you know if you listen to us you know for all of our other 25 episodes you'll know that i'm one of those people that's like you know i don't need no super xbox x you know and all that other good stuff so i'm holding out hope that during this during this um (laughs) black friday i'll be able to get a um a xbox one for 175 dollars yes you heard it right i'm looking for an xbox for 175 dollars and joe has accepted this mission and he has been trying very hard (laughs) to try to get this try to get this for me it's so it's become like a personal you know thing for him And and i just want to thank him you know profusely for doing that because it's kind of funny you know how we've been, uh, how we've been, you know, thinking about it and how, what he's been going on. You know, about well, it. so so I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying very hard to get one. So, so that, so that, that is what I'm hoping. I got my cheap ass gamer, you know, uh, open, and I'm, and I'm looking, and so is he. He's, he's, he's okay. been, coming, he's been coming strong with the, with the, with the deals, but it's just not that 175 yet. You know, closest he well, got it to uh, was like 189, <laughs> I think. I think it was one.
2: That's the price that's going on for all retailers, one uh, eighty nine ninety nine. But there is some places that are offering a free stuff uh, with it. So I don't know if you want to take that in consideration. But I uh, yeah. you know you're going to be.
1: That was another be, thing.
2: Yeah. If you're going to be in town uh, Black Friday. Which um, I will if, be. Um, I could use my red card at Target oh. now if you have a Target card or not. But uh the, with the red card target card the price would be hundred and eighty dollars and fifty cents. Now granted it's not 150 175 bucks. But it's five dollars. But five dollars and fifty cents, but you yeah. get a twenty five dollar gift card along duh, with the duh, purchase.
1: Looks like we have winner, folks.
2: <laughs> so win a winner
1: chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah. winner, a winner Xbox dinner. Uh <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, so well, you so, would be able to play we'll, PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> you're killing me so yes, i mean i'm gonna this, rush it's... you out to buy i'm gonna rush you out to play PUBG. <laughs> there that's it <laughs> damn it kevin you got me
2: is that a thursday night uh black thanksgiving uh day purchase confirmed for you desmond
1: uh i, th- I think i might have to everybody and then and then when we come back from our hiatus, I could be like, you know, yay, I got one. Now I have nothing to play on it, but I got one. <laughs> Actually, what I'm probably gonna do, and this is
0: gonna sound hey, really weird. Send your hate mail to gamingvessels at gmail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm, So I have, I have an Xbox like gold like account and all that. When I had my, when I had my 360 and all that, so I already have everything set up. I, I just have to, you know, get it all up and running, and I probably will end up going and downloading. Um, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, And I'll probably end up playing that because I never beat that game. That was one of the, so that game and me, ooh, we have history. That was one of the first RPGs, like really hardcore RPGs that was like 3D that I played on the 360 that just engrossed me because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And like it was, I was you know, I, I'm, li- so I'm living, you know, I'm living in San Francisco and I'm doing my thing and I had roommates, you know, because you, you have to have roommates. And so I'm sitting there on the couch, you know, in the den playing couture. Right. And I straight up called in to work and was like, I'm sick. And I sat there and played couture all day. And my roommates went to work, and they came back, and I don't think I had moved. And they're like, "Wait a minute, you you you've been sitting here all day." And I was like, "Yes." And they're like, "And you've been playing this game?" And he's like, "Yes." And I'm like, "But what?" And I was like, I, "I gotta play this game." And they always could, and they would. They they called it um, they called it Talk Wars because there's so much talking in that game. And he's they're like like are you are you battling anybody are you fighting anybody and I'm like no we're I'm well, I'm, I'm playing the story it's an amazing story and then like what there's no action and I'm like shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah talk wars knights of the old republic so <laughs> so I probably wound up getting that game and then probably you know trying to relive that bit of nostalgia you know I won't be calling out to to work though that's for damn sure so mm. but yeah that's probably what I'm going to do that's probably my first purchase um for the Xbox one uh, S when I purchase it and I will be getting it this black Friday after I pay Joe back for all, all the, all the, all the swag that he's, he's got me the last couple of months. So.
0: Yeah. Well, the BRE software has a bunch of those star Wars, the old Republics for $30. Yeah. Uh, mint inbox, you know, so you can just pick it up, pick that up, uh, you know, <laughs> pick that up while
1: you're here well what's funny though is um
0: i, I was a bunch um, of games man for the original that? xbox all in i'm sorry no, no, all no, no, in box B-R-E? i'm just amazed i mean with the instructions everything in them
3: that for B-R-E software?
0: like that bre software yes sir wow so well okay then <laughs> man.
1: but but yeah that's what's going on okay. you know so that that's probably what, what will happen um and then, Joe, will you be getting a, uh, an Xbox One, One X for, for Black Friday?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, that ship is sailed for now, sir. What? Come on.
1: It's Black Friday. It's Black Friday. You know there's going to be hot deals
2: on it. No you know hot deals are. on it. No hot deals? No hot deals, no. That's terrible. No, um, if you follow me on Twitter, you, you would be able to take a look at a uh, notepad of games I was debating about trading to purchase an Xbox One X. In fact, it got so sticky that I got close, but GameStop stopped their promo as of the 12th as far as system trade-ins, and so I was basically looking at uh, only $85 for my Xbox One S. On there, and to me, eighty five bucks for that thing. Uh, uh, uh. Too bad. So sad. No way, Jose. So I was gonna buy it for him, but he's like, "Oh hell no! I <laughs> get more for it." Wait,
1: and I was like, "All right, Joe."
2: <laughs> Not all like, about that. It's just I, I had to kind of reevaluate why I was buying the Xbox One X, and you know, uh, for those of you listeners out there that do own one, I definitely think it's an awesome piece of hardware i think uh, microsoft kind of nailed it after you know kind of bundle you know bungling things up with the xbox one you know i think after the whole tv 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 back in you know 2013 um they definitely have built up a, a repertoire of um uh, how should i say some goodwill yeah gaming credo On here, that you know, they kind of changed their focus uh, from being a multimedia box to being the you know, ultimate uh, Xbox on there, the you know, most powerful Xbox and currently the uh, uh, most powerful console, you know. But uh, obviously, you know, sticks are sticks and measurements are measurements, and there's a point that uh, you know, I need to play something on. Said console and my Xbox One S, unfortunately, has uh, not gone a lot of play because it seems like I like we talked about in episodes previous. I've kind of invested my software library on PlayStation Four, on that for just because that's where I play. Um, I have one in my living room, one in my gaming den, and so. Um, you know, at some point I'll reevaluate the Xbox One X when Crackdown 3 comes out. But, you know, what would be better investment for me, buying a better video car for my PC or buying an Xbox One X? Uh, you know, we'll have to see the way the – how everything kind of rolls out. It's very tempting with all the 360 uh, up-res um, features. Like with Halo 3, I saw it's running in 4K and uh, – you know, all that's tempting, but in, in the end, I have only so many hours to play and only so many things to do. And so I'm um, just, I instead took some of those games on that trade list and I have purchased a PlayStation VR over this weekend, this past weekend. So, and lo and behold, I have no impressions though about it because it's still sitting in box Yeah, you know, i played destiny 2 all weekend so you know c'est la vie <laughs> it's on that so <laughs> didn't want to take the time to hook the damn thing up but uh i don't blame you i know but yeah desmond just to answer your question yeah no more xbox one x for right now oh. even even my wife she kind of you know put the cards on the table for me a little bit you know you know it's like how many games do you have for the xbox one and it's like uh, about what 10 it's 12 maybe. And I do have some digital games with games with gold, of course, but, uh, you know, after that, and she asked me how many games do you have for PlayStation four? You know, I have between digital and physical, I have at least over a hundred games, if not more, you know, so, um, obviously, um, you know, I bet on the PlayStation four and, you know, 500 bucks is kind of a hard pill to swallow the play my 12 games plus whatever I have on Games with Gold, you know, so... Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, if there was, like, a just a killer game that I just had to have and it was only on the Xbox platform, that'd be one thing, you know. Um, if they came out with Blue Dragon 2 or something in Super the Greatest mode or something, or something that is a little bit more in my wheelhouse, you know, I, I'm not, I want to throw no shade on the Xbox uh, community that we might have or listeners that we... That tend to support Xbox because to me it's uh, birds of a better flock, you know, birds of the same feather flock together. <laughs> I could say that three times real quick. So <laughs> so as long as you're a gamer, you're gaming on the Xbox, hey, the more the merrier, you know. Um, I definitely think you guys have a really good controller. It might even be better than the DualShock 4. That might be heresy. but uh, Heresy. Heresy. But, uh, <laughs> Stone him. Um, Stone him with what? Stone him with the
1: with the, with the controller. <laughs> with the DualShock fours, yeah.
0: <laughs> Whip him with the USB cable. Thirty lashes. He no. knows better than that.
2: <laughs> um, just kind of the end our discussion about Black Friday. Have you guys had you know in years past any regrets or any uh, tall tales to to kind of talk about like you know being stuck in a line at Best Buy for an hour or two for something that you weren't able to get when you got inside or um, anything that was like just uh, ridiculous, uh, you know, getting trampled or, you know, running the risk. Uh, uh, no, because I don't
1: do that.
0: <laughs> so no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I will say one thing. Uh, I think it was maybe Thanksgiving four years ago, or it might have been three. Yeah. Um, I was going to a Best Buy, and I was leaving the house at like 1130 at night. Went to the Best Buy, I think it was the one in Clovis, and I walked in, and I think I was the only person there because, I mean, the parking lot was empty. At first, I thought the place was was clo- either closed or closing down, but oh. doors were open, and I saw I, I saw, you know, employees you know working in there oh i I remember that day i walk in there and it was almost like an episode of the twilight zone where you think you you know you walked into like a time distortion bubble or something because i'm literally the only person in there and i asked one of the one of the clerks oh yeah well everybody came in and uh you know did their did their thing they know like i don't know how many like six eight hours earlier and you know i'm walking around it's like 12 it's like midnight and i got the whole store to myself and i'm checking through movies and i mean everything i was looking for i got so i didn't miss out on anything um
2: well, that's uh, spooky, that's spooky I, I remember i remember that time cuz you went over there i believe at, uh, i think it was later than midnight it was like around maybe 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning i think it was like oh, 1:32 oh, i think i, I think it, i remember only. it being that late on there so I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I, I
0: don't, I think it was like, I don't think it was late. As I recall, it was like maybe one, you know, I could be, I have, I have like the, you know, the time the memory and the time uh, uh, recognition of a dog you know, every, all my hours and days just kind of seem to stream together in one unending <laughs> one unending stream, So I don't know, but as I recall, it wasn't, it was like maybe, it was between I'll say, you know, midnight and two
2: yeah, I think somewhere I somewhere around
0: there. But did,
2: did, I, did I come and meet you out there that night? I'm
0: nope. trying to remember. Okay, uh, uh-uh. I was I was there. I was there solo. I came in there. I walked around, and the store was completely empty, save the employees. So yeah, I was expecting. Uh, what's his name from the uh, Black and White Twilight Zone episodes to step out and <laughs> Rod start going, doing a monologue. <laughs>
1: Imagine, if you will oh, one man's yeah. quest to get games <laughs> and no it's there
2: will, will, it's, will he ever leave
1: the best yeah. buy in the Twilight zone
2: <laughs> that's scary uh, well, what I know from there is that uh, they do close now uh, they do shut shut shutter down at a certain point and then they reopen uh, I think they learned from years past that's not worthy to stay open all night on that so
0: so are they like they're like opening at Five? What is that? Five o'clock on? Th- or the or the opening at five o'clock this year on Thursday?
2: I believe so. I'm not sure because I haven't really been paying attention that much to Best Buy and the telling the gods on this truth. Mm. On there, I think let's take a look here and look at their Black Friday hours to be punctual on this podcast. If you're listening to this, like three months from now, they open up at five <laughs> and they close at one a.m. So. Oh, okay. And they reopen at eight o'clock, so they're definitely not going to be open at three o'clock in the morning for your shopping pleasures. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> On that, but you know,
0: is what it different. is. You
2: gotta, you gotta get those people at least some rest, you know. So. Oh
0: yeah, I'm gonna have to have to look up the GameStop's hours. I don't think they're gonna be open that late.
2: Uh, they're open at four though, so I know that. So. Four p.m. Uh, Thanksgiving
0: Day. Thanksgiving yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Can you buy
1: stuff on Thanksgiving Day, or do you have to wait actually till Friday? I'm sure you can No.
2: No, all the deals start on Thanksgiving Day. See, that's terrible. That's That's beautiful. I'm going to not. That is terrible. I'm going to work 6 a.m. on Black Friday just because of the fact that GameStop decided to offer everything on Thursday. So Mm -hmm. God God bless their hearts. So terrible. (laughs) (laughs) one last so you're deal working off. on thanksgiving morning I'm, I'm working on black friday
0: oh you're working on black oh okay yeah, yeah.
2: have you guys saw the deal i know kevin this would be a blast from the past for you um you can get a pre-owned xbox 360 the original model for only zero dollars and zero cents with a mail-in rebate from gamestop <laughs> on thursday and friday so oh, my <laughs> well they're giving away a free uh, a free a free system Free pre-owned Xbox 360 for no dollars. You have to put in a mail-in rebate, though, and no. I think
1: wait the. That's, wow, uh,
2: okay. Yeah, after mail-in rebate. So probably mail-in rebate probably take 8 to 10 weeks probably to get out to you and get reimbursed for $60. Probably by the time the damn thing red rings, by the time the rebate. Yeah, gets it'll, it'll plug, you'll
0: plug it in, and you'll see that nice little red light, and it's like, oh, wonderful. Yay. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Have a towel handy. Wrap it up.
2: <laughs> I'll spray some Raid inside. It'll be like like a pluggable like Roach Motel, you know. <laughs> oh man, I just thought it was kind of a unique thing, especially if someone out there is looking to really game on the cheap. I mean, you want to pick up like Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty games for five six bucks. There's a, there's a certain segment of gamers that. You know, they only play like last gen stuff, and they only pick up games when they're like, you know, five, you know, five dollars, four
0: dollars. So
2: they don't care about being the super the greatest, but they they have the time in their life still, and I think that's admirable too. So
0: well, that's cool, and I mean that's also especially good for young kids. Yeah, uh, for kids just getting into kids just getting into gaming. You know, parents don't have to shell out a whole bunch of money. Um, Although personally, you know. I think the for a young person, uh, for a college student, that uh, an Xbox One S and a Game Pass subscription is probably the best thing you can do for them. If they don't have uh, the disposable income like a juvenile typically would would not have, uh, you get them you get them that and that Game Pass subscription. Or for that matter, if you get them a PlayStation and they have a uh, good internet, you get them a, a, a PlayStation now. Uh, I think that's probably those two deals. Uh, the Xbox One is better because you can actually download the games. But the uh, I think that's a the best deal for someone who is either just getting into gaming or someone who's. You know, like a college student, you know, they're not going to be, have the time to play, you know, like we do. <laughs> they, they got studying to do, hopefully. But uh, they'll always have a, a nice library of tiles to choose from when, you know, they have the time.
2: Well, PlayStation Now has been discounted now for uh, Black Friday. At least right now is 69, 60, bucks. 60 bucks for a year, which to me is like, oh, my God. That's like 500 plus PS4 and PS3 games, 60 bucks a year. Yeah. ridiculous ridiculous can amazing. play on.
1: I need to get mine redone. So that's probably what I'm gonna be, be purchasing as well right. on Black Friday. So it's time for me to up re up my uh my PS P S plus. So yeah. And oh yeah. No, we're and then the we're not talking about
2: PS plus. We're talking about PlayStation now, the Oh that thing. I don't, series, I don't know yeah. about the streaming
1: yeah. service. Exactly I don't know about that yet, but mm, we'll see. But I do know that that they are doing earlier what I was talking about, they are doing a um I understand a discount for. Uh, I think you are telling me that's from Amazon or something, Joe. You can get a. You can get a discount on. Um, on the um, Xbox Live, not Xbox Live. Uh, PS uh, PS Plus, right?
2: PS Plus, Sony has started their Black Friday pricing uh, as of this Sunday, this past Sunday on the nineteenth. So basically, the forty dollars for PlayStation Plus is available now.
1: Yeah, as we so speak. I'm definitely going to be getting that. I'm
2: definitely be picking that now. up. All, all the f- first-party PlayStation games are also on sale, including Horizon Zero Dawn, Everybody's Golf, uh, neck 2, Electric Boogaloo, all the the hotness on there from s- Sony first-party. I believe Last Guardian's down to, like, I think 20 bucks too. I Neo on sale at Best Buy today. I think it's not a Black Friday deal, but it's just a deal they threw down. It's like 20 bucks for Neo on there. Gamers Club Unlock, it's like 16 bucks. So if you guys were interested in Neo, definitely get out there and and take a gander at it. So
0: good stuff, good stuff. So, Joe, why don't you hit the folks with a little bit of what they can expect to find as they're fighting lines and running over the people's heels in front of them with their shopping carts (laughs) what are some of the deals from some of the retailers that are going to be available for the folks out there
2: okay well for my humble opinion the best deals I could see Injustice 2 excellent game for 14 bucks definitely I think it's all on all of our lists maybe I don't know about you Desmond I don't know if you're you know, I know you're a DC fan I don't know if you're a fighting game fan or not so Possibly. As as, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. Uh, on that, also another game everyone might be interested in possibly is going to be Call of Duty World War II. Of course, uh, 40 bucks at Best Buy is the best price you get for that. On that, of course, it might be even better to grab Battlefield 1 Revolution. If you're kind of comparing apples and oranges on there, that's going to be 29 bucks at both uh best buy and walmart on there and for some of you out there that maybe have not decided to buy the destiny 2 the crack amongst it all the cheapest price is going to be 27 dollars at gamestop on there so uh, other big highlights, too, uh, if you're a strategy RPG fan, of 5 Complete on the Switch is going for a hot 20 bucks, which is 40 bucks off retail, believe it or not, uh, at Best Buy on there. So if you're looking for a good ac- um, action strategy RPG, of uh, 5 Complete would satisfy that craving on there. So um also as well i don't know if you're looking to buy this or not kevin but uh, dragon quest heroes 2 is going to be on sale for 25 bucks at gamestop i'll be looking for that i know you're a big muso fan so and that's definitely up in the muso wheelhouse for sure on that um everybody's golf knack 2 if you don't care about having A case and instructions uh there is a red box deal going on right now you can pick both of those up for ten dollars and that that's available now hopefully it hasn't sold out on there because some some red box games are very tradable (laughs) to gamestop so on that including agents of mayhem which is uh volition's latest uh um open world action game, which you know unfortunately didn't do so hot. But uh, you know, for me, five bucks at Redbox, I think that will kind of scratch that yeah, itch. Same thing with Doom. Doom is uh if you haven't had a opportunity to play that yet, it's uh five bucks for both uh PS4 and also Xbox One on that. Um also looking forward to and might be something you might be looking for. Take a look here. Killing Floor 2, a very excellent uh, first-person action shooter on there. I know, Kevin, that's something you've enjoyed playing in the past. I know it's PlayStation Plus game, so a lot of us already have it on there. But if you never had an opportunity to grab it on PlayStation Plus, you can pick it up for both Xbox One and also PlayStation 4 for 20 bucks at GameStop on there. Uh, so... Those are amongst the deals you could pick up uh, during Black Friday. Just keep an eye out. You know, obviously, there's resources all over the Internet. The Cheap Ass Gamer has a good uh, spreadsheet version on that. Obviously, there's Kevin's Game of the Year, Persona 5. You could pick that up for 30 bucks at most retailers on Black Friday. I think, you know, it's, it's dollar for dollar, Kevin. And you think that's the most, like uh, –
0: like pennies per hour,
2: probably. Oh as man, far as
0: <laughs> game you will play. get so much content out of that game, out of that one game. Either you know, it's going to be that, or it's going to be Horizon. Um, for For me personally, I stopped playing Horizon for Persona, and Horizon was like my one of my most anticipated titles from this year. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so it, 30 bucks even if even if you don't even if you're one of those people that say hey i, I really don't want to get into it. the jrpg thing doesn't do it for me or turn-based combat doesn't do it for me for 30 bucks it, it's worth a look-see because you'll probably be if you don't like it you can take it back and you know trade it in towards something else but it dollar for dollar best bang for your buck out there
2: yeah and just to throw another uh kind of nugget out there uh one of desmond's uh, favorite games of the year so far i'm thinking south park the uh, fractured butthole uh it's going to be 29 bucks at both uh target and also walmart uh, pick it just... up so would it give you your heartiest recommendation for their 30 bucks
1: it it's worth <laughs> it seriously it's worth it great game
2: Gotcha. And, you know, one thing to take away, too, about all of this is that Nintendo is not discounting anything. The Switch, their main concern right now is to get more Switches in the stores, not to discount it. Uh, they're still on demand. They want NPDs for October, so you're not going to see a deal on a Switch. Uh, the other two consoles, obviously, both Xbox One and PlayStation 4, um, I mean, the deals that are going on for those two consoles... If you don't own one yet, you're listening to this podcast, I almost assured that you probably own one or two of them. Probably both on there. So, but if you don't have one or the other, um, you know, GameStop's running PlayStation Four, one terabyte for two hundred bucks with a fifty dollar gift card coming back. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah! Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you guys have maybe a old PlayStation, you know, four or five hundred, ter- you know, gigabyte system. You might even want to think about trading that in to pick up a new super degradus greatest uh, PlayStation 4 uh, Slim on there. So something to keep in mind on that
0: yeah. as well. So just keep in mind, you know, is it the Slim that does not have the Dolby Op- optical? It-
2: Yeah, that's the slim that does not, the the new new PlayStation 4 slim does not have the optical cable out. So you would have to get a converter uh, to convert it from uh, HDMI to optical out on there. Mm -hmm. They do sell such boxes, but usually the quality is kind of hit and miss on there. So if you're looking for an optical out, uh, you know, double surround connection. Um, Either you're going to have to grab an old PlayStation 4 use or go out and look for a deal on the PlayStation 4 Pro. Now, I know a lot of people are crabbing that there is not a lot of deals for the PlayStation 4 Pro. I think one or two might uh, rear its head uh, once Black Friday rolls around, maybe on Amazon. I happened to be shopping today at Costco and I saw PlayStation 4 Pros over there. And the difference in the cost uh, right now, as far as between normal retail and what Costco had it for, and I'm gonna check that right now as we speak here, just to kind of give you a heads up on here. so. In the meantime, while I'm waiting for that to load on up, um, you know, keep in mind too if you're interested in PlayStation VR, all bundles are hundred dollars off. So if you want to get the base um, PlayStation VR headset, they're all two hundred bucks on there that's the version 1 of the PlayStation VR with the uh, non HD breakout box so if you do are looking to buy an HDR enabled TV on there you might want to look at either the bundle that comes with Skyrim uh, VR or Doom VR on that so and uh, those are retailing for a hot 250 for the Skyrim bundle uh, 299 for the Doom bundle. Skyrim bundle does come with the both PlayStation Move controllers with it on there. Um, and as far as PlayStation 4 Pro at Costco, I believe it was going for 379, which is a $20 savings from normal retail. Not that much, but still, you know, we'll have to see what comes about. And last but not least, uh, throw this bone out just for you, Kevin. <laughs> The LG 55, the uh, B7, the 55-inch OLED, is going to be uh, $1,500 at Best Buy uh, Black Friday. Um, The TCL uh, 55-inch super-to-greatest budget uh, HDR TV with the double-vision and 4K and bells and whistles, normal retail price six hundred dollars on there i'm not sure i don't think it's on sale black friday i think that's that's uh, still a good price it's still a good price for 55 a fantastic price
0: yeah i i tell you i really didn't think um i still have my concerns with the viewing angle but uh i'm gonna have to think on that because that uh it's available at both Clovis and Fresno
2: locations, Kevin. I had to throw this. This is my enabling portion. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see.
0: This is how it. This is how it goes down, folks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is how it goes down. But hey, I, I work as a customer service rep for my <laughs> my job. It's my forte. So I'm I'm here to serve all of you all. So, yeah.
0: but. I gotta I gotta say I'm actually a little surprised that not even the switch peripherals are on any kind of sale mm. at least none that I'm seeing
2: some of the third party stuff maybe but uh, first party switch stuff
0: eh, yeah first party switch yeah that's why I I'm, was really so <laughs> I'm kind of surprised to see that yeah because no. those were never in short supply they're, at least at least when, when the system came out, I was seeing, you know, pro controllers and Joy Cons you know, a Just just not the system.
2: Yeah. But no, you're gonna have to pay um
0: Top Dollar. Yeah, standard retail price. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, standard. I play that No 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 help, no no <laughs> no no break there.
2: Good. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 controller, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from such uh, ludicrous uh, spending. I would say so.
0: Now, isn't is you know, isn't Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on sale
2: for 20 bucks at GameStop? Nope, you're getting confused with Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. So.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 comes out, I believe, December 1st oh okay. and yeah it's not even coming out not
0: It'll even be out out. being part of it okay
1: yeah
2: although no, i will probably I, pro- I
1: probably will be picking up uh Xenogear's chronicle 2 though when it comes out it should be coming out in like a week or two right
2: yeah like i said december 1st yeah
1: so, so i'll be picking that up so maybe we can play that together because you can play multiple people right
2: i don't think so i think it's single player i believe so uh. so it's not like xenoblade chronicles x it's not okay. multiplayer. so never mind Chris, if you want to buy a Wii U and get a Xenoblade Chronicles X, I have no problem playing with you, Desmond. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think that concludes our Black Friday discussion. I think we uh, covered it, nailed it. Yep.
0: I think we did. So, folks, good luck. And, and, be kind and be safe while you're out there getting your getting your uh, consumer goods. And just remember, they're just consumer goods. It's not like you'll never be able to find them again. <laughs> Maybe not at this, those prices, but uh, sometimes we tend to not treat each other uh, very nice when we're trying to get those things. So just be kind to your neighbor, you know, Friendly. Friendly suggestion, you know, I, I grew up watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood.
1: I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs>
2: uh, this is Mr. Shonoff's Neighborhood. Be it's nice high. to them as they step on your feet and step over your body to get the uh, hot $300 TV that will break down in six months. 75-inch, yeah. <laughs> $300 TV at Walmart. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you
2: can see all the hot pixels, all the 720p TV. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, well, with that, thank you so much, Joe, for bringing that information to us. We're going to move on to the vessel line, and right here we got a MP3 from the <laughs> Prince of OFR himself, Blue Man Rule, aka Larry, well, actually Larry, <laughs> <laughs> aka Blue Man Rule. Sorry for that. I got that reversed. He is also the host of Facetious that he co-hosts with Scarfingers. It's- absolutely entertaining and informative show uh suggest you you folks check that episode check that series out but uh he hit us up with an mp3 so we're going to go ahead and take a listen to that right now
4: hey everybody this is larry aka billboard rule and i am responding to gammon vessels number 25 at about the 43 minute mark i heard uh show enough Uh, expressing his concerns about scalability for the xbox one he mentioned that the xbox one x won't be able to be maxed out um because they have to scale it for other games and other consoles well a while back on Gamers Unscripted that I was on, we had a couple of developers on, and I asked them specifically about the scalability of what things like the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One would offer. And they said it was basically no difference. Um, they said that because they are already used to scalability in their games because of the various PC configurations that we have out there currently in the gaming landscape. So um, while I see his concern, it's actually a non-realized concern because developers are already working their way around that and i they don't see that as a huge challenge or a huge issue um secondly look man there are a lot of people who play things (laughs) on xbox other than that other than uh shooters and stuff i personally am one of them like i am really looking forward to cold vein and i picked up assassin's creed on there and now there aren't many multiplayer experiences that are really kind of different that i play out there but Code vein shall be one of them, and until Marvel Heroes gets disconnected, that shall also be one of them. but um man, that's really about it. I just wanted to um, send that in. Thanks so much for listening. peace out
0: all right, well, thanks a lot for for sending that in Larry. Um, just a couple of things um for me. When it, you know, I I I was I was being a little tongue in cheek, tongue in cheekish, uh, with with like what I said about Code Vein. I mean, obviously, there's you know, uh, people on that that play on Xbox, of course, play a variety of different things, but I was kind of I was pretty much kind of sort of referencing some of the, just the l- general lack of support for Japanese titles that has been going, that has kind of been plaguing the Xbox brand, uh, you know, for a, a while. <laughs> uh, and typically when you think Xbox, you think, you know, the Forza, Gears, Halo group, the Call of Duty group, and I know that's generalizing, and I, I, I probably shouldn't do that, but, you know, um, I hope, Speaking of, about Code Vein in particular, I really do hope that Code Vein is successful on, on the Xbox platform because they need diverse content. As um, saying something that is sorely lacking, I also they also need diverse exclusive content more so than anything else. But I w- I'm definitely, particularly since it was a game that was showcased uh, at this year's E3, um, I want to see because the game looks phenomenal. I've been I've been watching some YouTube videos uh, of the game of the gameplay in action, and it looks really good. Uh, kind of in a in a Dark Souls uh, vein of combat, which just or, or actually probably closer to Bloodborne because it is quicker than it does seem to to play quicker than uh, Dark Souls, but. Yeah, I, I want to see it succeed because it looks like a fantastic game. And, um, but, you know, I will, you know, I'm glad that you're going to, you're looking forward to it. Um, and hopefully it gets, it gets success on the Xbox side. Uh, but typically those games don't have a whole lot of success on, on the Xbox side as far as sales go. Um, and that's unfortunate because it seems like uh, Phil was trying is trying to build up the diversity on that side of on that side of the fence. Um, I think the as far as developers scaling, um, I think that's a, that was a big part of what they're doing with the Play Anywhere uh function that they have. Uh I think the uh, I, I read an article uh I think it was Mikey Barr going into details about it and how uh the scaling is going to be done. Uh Shadow of War is an example of how the game scales using the using uh, play anywhere where you you know you get a digital copy uh, that when you buy it digitally, rather that you're able to play on both PC and your Xbox and in and the Xbox One X, and those assets will be able to scale and adjust accordingly. Uh, the problem that I, the only problem that I see with that is that, particularly when you're talking third party, n- not that many games utilize that function. Um, Shadow of War did which is probably why uh, there is a substantial difference between what you get on the Pro and what the Xbox One X can do with regard to that game. But then you look and you take a look at what's going on with Titanfall 2, which is not Play Anywhere, and you'll see that in some in some areas, you know, places like Native Resolution, yes, the Xbox One X is shining pretty much throughout. But in some parts, the the frame rates drop and the performance actually gets the the performance not actually goes to the pro. In some instances, when you look at what uh, Digital Foundry and some other re, other uh, uh, gaming gameplay and gaming performance analysts channels have shown so well kevin you know, it's a little them. it's a little bit mo <laughs> the pro but uh you know it's uh and i'm and i'm not throwing i'm not throwing any uh any shade on the console i mean i have it but um, you know it, it's uh i mean that's that's just that's just how i see it anyway so go ahead joe
2: Oh, I was just going to say that uh, Titanfall 2 has been subsequently um, patched again for Xbox One X and uh, uh, the performance issues that they had with the uh, patch were resolved, actually, so... Okay, well, that's good. That's yeah. Good. So, so, yeah, they did the patch it up and it's uh, running in super the greatest mode on the Xbox One X, so I think it's, uh, you know, that's up for the analysts to kind of make a determination. I mean, uh whether that's enough for me to, you know, plunk down my 500 bucks. I think we already had this discussion. So. Yeah, we kind of beat that horse
0: to death. But, <laughs> but you know, it's for, you know, and uh, like we've said, for those who have the, the console, I mean, I have the console. Uh, it's, it, it's a it's a good console if that's where you're, if Xbox is where you choose to play and you've got a 4K TV and uh, you're going to be able to take advantage of what the system can do. Uh, but whether but the I think the bottom line is that folks were expecting night and day, i.e. high-end PC as compared to what the pro can do, and that's just not the case. It it is performing slightly better in some instances. with shadow of war. It's substantial. But that's really the only one where where it is and whether or not that if that is enough to make a decision for someone who's on the fence, hey, more power to you. Because I I think they're both good systems for what they do. I've never been 100 percent. You know, on board with this mid or, well, actually, you could might even call it end of cycle revision uh, because basically you're going to be fine with a 1S or a a PS4 Slim, uh, especially if you're not on a 4K TV. And even if you're on a 4K TV, it's just, it's choices, you know, and that's cool too. But um, I am glad that they patched uh, Titanfall 2 up for those folks. So I, I didn't know that that had taken place. But uh, all right, Larry. Thanks for that, man. And uh, we are going to move into our new section. Actually, before we move,
1: before we move, I wanted to say, you know, again, if you have any comments or questions or thoughts about this show, you know, uh, Larry's been a long time con- con- uh, contributor. I want to say thank you uh, for for he's one of the people that is helping helping us improve this podcast every 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 day like every time we do it like he, he's he's a, he's a person that really you know is um is really trying hard you know to, to help out this podcast so if you please go take a listen to what what he's got you know and, and the podcast that he's are that he is a part of and if you have any questions again let us know you know we like to say this is a listener-driven podcast so please please you know feel comfortable letting us know your thoughts I
0: just that. So, with that, we're going to move into our news section. So, Trader Joe, why don't you hit the folks up for the news nuggets you found this week?
2: Okay. So, I'm going to cover a few things out there in the video gaming uh, world. And one thing that caught my eye in the last few days is that Sega has announced a sequel to a long running series, and a long running series that in question, it has to do with Valkyria Chronicles. On there, so Valkyria Chronicles 4 has been announced. It's going to be coming out for both the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. Um, they have pretty much uh, gave a kind of uh, overview as far as what they've been working on so far. Even though it just got announced this uh, past. Week on there. I think it only got announced yesterday actually on there They said they'd been working on the game for uh, almost two years on there. Or so and what the game is Doing is it's going back to the principles of the original Valkyria Chronicles on there and in fact they what they wanted to do is uh, reintroduce the game for modern audiences by bringing out Valkyria Chronicles Remastered which uh, Came out last year from Sega on there, and, and pretty much, uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to play this game before, it's uh, a tactical RPG. It's almost like a real-time strategy game combined with an RPG. On there, and um, they're kind of bringing it back to the roots of the series. On there, Valkyria Chronicles through two and three both came out for the uh, PSP in Japan. On there, we happen to get a, a U.S. Uh, or English version of Valkyria Chronicles. Two, but uh, Valkyria Chronicles three never came out uh, in Western territories. And so, what they're trying to do is bring the series back to its roots on there. So, and uh, they're trying to actually bring in a little bit of uh, World War II as far as camaraderie between soldiers during that particular conflict on there. But if you've never checked out the series before, it's, it just has that kind of sweet. First-person gunplay combined with like a, a Final Fantasy Tactics type of a tactical RPG uh, strategy, and it's almost like a, in comparison, like maybe even a real-time strategy game like XCOM or something of that effect, through an anime filter, <laughs> you know, with different gameplay elements, and so definitely something to be looking forward to. Uh, it's coming uh, 2018. Also cool that it's coming out day and date on all three platforms. I'm hoping that we're going to see more um, day and date switch support for some of these uh japanese titles on that so uh, any interest you guys in this series at all i know you probably have had an opportunity to check it out right i'm assuming
1: Me Kev. i have not okay oh, oh, oh. i wasn't sure who you're talking oh. to like i haven't <laughs> or of us i haven't played it like i played one of them a while ago at your house joe but i was never really- yeah I never really was was impressed by the series, so but but I know it has a lot of love from people, so yeah. more power to you.
2: Well, I don't know if you guys are wanting to check out the Valkyrie Chronicles* remastered. I know I I have certain places i could go grab it for you or you know this is my enabling portion of the podcast again that this whole show
0: has been about enabling <laughs> <laughs> i've
2: seen it i've seen it on clearance for 15 bucks so i mean literally it's the walmart down the street for me that has this game *Valkyrie chronicles remastered for 15 it's originally retails for for 30 and so if you are interested in it, any of you listeners out there Look to see if it's on clearance at your local Walmart. Obviously, I want the game to succeed and do well because you know, it's good to have a variance in different type of games that we have selections from on there. But, uh, you know, I don't, either of you two are interested in it, I know where you could go grab, grab it for you know 15 bucks, so it's not too bad mm-hmm. on there. Also, they did announce that part of the uh, squad that was in the original Valkyrie Chronicles will be available uh, as DLC, on that when the game comes out as well. So so keep that in mind on that. So if anyone out there is a fan of the series, let us know and let us know what you feel makes the series great. I would love the feedback or, um, you know, what you've experienced with the game so far too as well. So. All right, next news story, Um, Capcom has announced during Red Bull Battlegrounds North American Regional Finals this past weekend, Um, they uh, stated that uh, with uh, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, they are going to be introducing a second V-Trigger for all existing characters, which will help to broaden their flexibility in combat on there. um, There is a trailer out there showing all of what the V-Triggers look like. On there, along with the new abilities I'll we sprinkled along uh, the playable characters on there. They did hint at another character as well during the trailer. Uh, there's an explosion of pink confetti, including some shaped like cherry blossoms. Um, it might be a hint that Sakura uh, from the Street Fighter Alpha series might be coming to Street Fighter 5 on there. So, uh, Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition will be coming out on there it's coming out in january of 2018 on there it will include both season one season two packages along with the much requested arcade mode along with the, and an extra battle mode as well on there i already have this game pre ordered i'm looking forward to uh getting into it. i never had a chance to really dive in deep street fighter 5 when it first came out and i definitely want to Give it a gander on there. So, uh, Kevin, are any interest or Dragon Ball is going to be taking all of your time and, and energy? know the uh, answer to
0: that. Yeah, you already know. You already yeah. know.
1: <laughs> yeah. You already know. Um, after watching, for me personally, after watching a couple of, um, I started watching the uh, the Evo stuff. And I was just, you know, getting familiar with, uh, with the Evo, you know, sp- Stars, quote unquote, who play that game, and just looking at what they're doing, it looks like it looks fun to watch, you know, and see them pop off or be silly or be the the, the teabagging and all that stuff. It's kind of funny, but um, but I don't know. Something about something about Street Fighter Five. I don't know. Is it something about that? I don't know. Just I I can't I can't explain it. Maybe you know someone in the in the comments can can explain. You know I I just. I don't know, something about the, the series has kinda lost its luster. I don't know. It's weird. I, I but I tell you, I am really uh looking forward to uh to Z Fighters. So but maybe that'll give us all something else to look, you know, look forward to and to play.
2: Well have to see. I uh, know. I'm I'm still interested in, in Street Fighter Five, so I'll let you guys know. And hopefully when it comes out I will give it some more love than I did the last time around. I wound up trading the game in without playing it. A uh, little to none uh, on that. And, uh, you know, it's Capcom. I'm willing to give Capcom at least a chance on there. I know, Kevin, you talked ad nauseum about your experience of Street Fighter Five, so I know I don't know if you want to dip back in that pool. It's, and, you know, maybe if I have good positive impressions, you know, who knows, so. Yeah, I think I'm done, but we'll see.
0: <laughs>
2: we'll see. We'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll see. What Arxis works, works, and and uh, and uh, freaking um, uh, French bread. Well, no, it, it, it's Arxis, Well, I guess it's a it's a collaboration with French bread. No, it's Just, not. Uh, you're, you're talking about Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball's our ArcSys. No, I'm so. I'm not, I'm not talking about Dragon Ball. I'm talking about Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle oh yeah uh blaze blue cross tag battle and uh fighter z is pretty much where my my fighting attention is aimed at right now and i don't i don't really see that changing anytime soon (laughs) so i'll I'll just be holding on for those two
2: i'm actually you know i hate to say it but uh, i will check out dragon ball fighter z but i'm not a dragon ball fan so it's like but I, I will have to give it a gander, you know. I think uh, Arc System Works kind of brings it. But there's another fighting game on top of Street Fighter V Arcade Mode that's going to be kind of making its way about right around the same time. Uh, Arca, which uh, is the developer previous of the uh, Street Fighter EX series, um Finally, put a name to the fighting game that they've been showing. It originally came out as an April Fool's kind of thing where, you know, hey, look at this game. You know, it kind of looks familiar. It kind of looks like Street Fighter EX on there. The game's going to be called Fighting EX Layer on that. And it's coming exclusively for PlayStation 4 in 2018 with a beta starting on December 11th on there. Uh, I was listening to another podcast and it felt like uh, Arika kind of. Messed up because if they named it Fighting Layer EX, they could have uh, had an acronym for it, like Flex on there. So, <laughs> but right now it's like F E X L. <laughs> so, <laughs> marketing at work, people. <laughs> I know it's you know, to me, how Fighting Layer EX, I mean, that would actually Fighting out. Layer
1: EX sounds awesome though. <laughs> fighting mm-hmm. for some reason, Fighting Layer Layer. So it's E-X. layer like layer like like a layer on a cake, right? Fighting yes. EX. See, that sounds cool.
2: But they named it Fighting EX layers, so I mean, mm. so so maybe FEXL, you know, not okay. too bad as far as acronyms go, you know. <laughs> but Flex sounds like kind of a missed opportunity. But uh, um, what you're going to be able to do uh, on the tr- the beta that's coming out is to be able to check out some of the characters. Some of the characters obviously include such uh, Street Fighter EX luminaries such as uh, Skullomania, uh, I believe Dark, Dark Green Dark It's also include, included in the game on there. Uh, it's also going to be playable at the PlayStation Experience coming up in Anaheim. I know they have a booth, so we'll give you some first-hand impressions on the game on there, and, and it's, for whatever reason, for me, I love, like, the old PlayStation 1, like, 3D fighters that kind of play, like, 2D fighters, if you can <laughs> remember those, you know, like, you know, I could name any number of uh, games, like, uh, like, Fighters Impact, you know, other games on the PlayStation platform back then, Bloody Roar, the Bloody Roar series, for God's sake, you know, something
0: that... I like Bloody Roar. I would yeah. love to see that one come back. Agreed.
2: So it kind of reminds me of the harkens back to those, uh, like, you know, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 console, like, you know, fighters where it's not all about being up to tournament spec. <laughs> you know, it's up to just keeping up the fun and, and you know, be able to brawl with your friends and, and be able to, you know, obviously, you know, master things. You know, you don't have to be a, you know... Professional to you know, bust out some bloody roar, or some like Street Fighter EX3 or something like that. And to me, uh, that's just as well as anything else on there. So, any more thoughts, you guys? Uh, Kevin on fighting
0: EX layer. I'll be getting it. Uh, that was uh, that uh, Street Fighter EX. Me and my homie Damon were up to like dang near three o'clock in the morning trying to beat Akuma with Darker and Dark. And that's just some of the, some of the most fun <laughs> we've had, <laughs> just hanging out, just playing games together. Uh, I can't. I don't. Was it? I think I actually I was the one that actually wound up beating Akuma some kind of way. But I mean, we we got to the end, and we made sure that we, you know, got Akuma come out, knock out M Bison, and we spent. It was about two a.m., three a.m. <laughs> just trying to beat that too. So yeah, this this uh, this game just kind of just kind of touches off just you know like memories to that original game. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be picking it up because it looks also like a crap ton of fun too uh, from the videos that I've seen. So I'm I'm going to be there. Oh, speaking of
2: uh, old fighters, um, I don't know if you saw, but um, part of the uh, Arcade Archive series, but the uh, Carnage of Revenge just came out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. So so that is Fighters History Dynamite, if you remember that, Carnage Revenge. Oh. <laughs> Wheel <Yeah>. kick. <laughs> Big tornado. <laughs> as so. awesome. Oh my God. Latona <laughs> rules! Latona rules! Yes. Yes. I remember. So, so I, I've been thinking some Thanksgiving Karnov's Revenge <laughs> as AKA Fighters History Dynamite might have to go down. Uh, I think
3: so. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> so but yeah,
2: so. it's available for uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox and the Switch. So just came out this uh, past week on there. And, uh, Thank God for Hamster Corp bringing out these old oh, games, God. you know. <laughs> so. Those guys, you know. Oh, man. It's have you played
0: gr- uh, fi- uh, Samurai Showdown uh, Special? Was five, it or 5 Special yet?
2: No, I have not. It's downloaded on my PlayStation 4, so got, that might yeah, be. I
0: got, I got it, too. I haven't played it yet, either.
2: Something we might have to check out, you know, both me, Kevin, and I could say for you Desmond, too. We're all old, like during the 90s fighting game fans like Neo Geo. You know, you mentioned uh, all the old Capcom fighters, even... The niche here we got, you know, we we we, we don't really care about, you know, Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, and no. t- Time Killers, you know, we're all about, like, you know, Savage Reign, or, you know, God, Samurai Showdown, World Heroes, you know, you name it, man, Fighters History. Mm-hmm.
0: Fighters you know, History. Spinning does-
2: oh, Wave. Groove on Fight. <laughs> <laughs> groove on Fight, yes, you know it. Wrong fight, folks. Power instinct,
0: you know. Oh my gosh. Yes. Power instinct. So that's
2: right in our wheelhouse. So just to let you know. So uh, Fatal Fury special, you know. Fatal Mm. Fury, real bout, Fatal Fury special. So.
1: Yep. Real bout two beautiful
2: games. Yes. Love it. So. All right. Other news this week. um, Our. One of our favorite companies, uh, Clover Studios and now Platinum Studios, Hideki Kayama, uh, in an interview with uh, Dengekai on there, which is a Japanese uh, console magazine, uh, talked about that he'd love, if he's allowed to, to be able to go in back and remake Devil May Cry or Beautiful Joe. And also stated that he would love to see a Bayonetta and Devil May Cry crossover title or even to be able to work on Okami again and develop a sequel to Okami if he's quote unquote allowed on there. So you said that he wants to make take on the hardships of remaking both games so he could see how to remake them with his own talents on there with like you know, what he knows now what he knew versus what he knew back then on there mm-hmm. and. You know, he would love to maybe bring Bayonetta to, you know, DMC World and, you know, see if uh, Capcom doesn't mind him, you know, going back and playing in his old playground a bit that he's open for collaborating at some point, you know. So, might be in the the well wishes of fans out there, but uh, uh, Kevin especially, what would you think about uh, um, Mr. Kayama coming back home
0: to play around a little bit? Okay, everything he mentioned needs to happen. Just, you know, (laughs) period, point blank. Everything he mentioned needs to happen. Uh, A Bayonetta, Devil May Cry crossover. I always looked at Bayonetta as almost kind of sort of a uh, spiritual, I don't even want to say a spiritual successor, because, you know, at the time, you know, both series were going... Well, I guess technically you can say they're both continuing to going I guess but I kind of looked at Bayonetta as like maybe a continuation of that the spirit of that game uh, of what of Devil May Cry so and they both kind of kind of are in that same you know story you know angels demons all that stuff there th- th- those elements are present in both series so I think that would be like a perfect match
2: yeah uh, I don't know so. if you know he's the director of both the original Devil May Cry and also yeah. Yeah. both Bayonetta so I know he wasn't allowed to work on any subsequent Devil May Cry afterwards you know he wasn't picked to do DMC2 which I think suffered in a way
0: oh yeah oh it sure did suffer Yeah, absolutely suffered. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, and Beautiful Joe was an amazing 2D title. Um, I had that on, I believe it was the GameCube. Yeah, I had on GameCube as well. I had it on GameCube and loved that game. I never finished it because I got distracted by other stuff, but it was a game that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, So I would love to see everything that that man mentioned come to pass.
2: Well, I'm kind of curious what he's working on now. Cause I know what the uh, scale bound was canceled. That was his uh, latest directorial uh, project on there, which was canceled. So I'm kind of curious what he's got going on now. I know wonderful One Hundred One was another game he directed as well. Uh, that was hinted at with a switch release. We'll have to see if that comes about on there. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, you know, he's definitely uh, high up in, you know, as far as all the directors, all the gaming developers in the Japanese side of the fence, for sure. You know, you mentioned what uh, DMC, you know, Beautiful Joe, Akami, and Bayonetta. I mean, I would love if he goes up the bat and does a sequel to Akami. I think that's uh, more than well-deserved to happen. It just depends if uh, Capcom's willing or not, so.
0: Yeah, that everything uh, that would be awesome. You can dream. Yes.
2: And other news this week: uh, Dynasty Warriors Nine has gotten a Western release date, so it's coming up day before Valentine's Day. It's coming out February thirteenth for the PS4, PC, and Xbox One. On there, um, this one's going to be a little bit different than the usual Dynasty Warriors. Titles because it is going open world, like we talked about previously. So, um, there will be pre order bonuses, of course, that will be distributed to those who will grab the game early. You're going to get a Beijing opera style costume for Zhao Yung and six costumes inspired by traditional Chinese undergarment styles for mm-hmm. uh, Wan Yinping, uh, Daiyo Chan, Sun Shang Zhang, uh, Liu Lingkui, uh, Wang Yi, and Wang yun jai as well so, so we'll have to see you know as far as uh, what kind of a tr- traditional Japanese, Chinese undergarment styles that they bring about but <laughs> on there I'm just looking forward to the game proper on them, I'm just curious about the changes that they've made in the gameplay and the style on there, I'd love to see Dynasty Warriors in an open world on there, I already have a pre-order for this, I don't know if you guys, any of you guys Kevin, Desmond, Um, pre-ordered this thing yet or interested?
0: I'm interested, but I haven't pre-ordered it. I haven't pre-ordered yet, but I'll be there day one. Cool deal.
2: We'll probably talk more about this as it does come out. I'm not sure if there's any multiplayer aspects to it. I'm probably thinking not. Maybe couch co-op possibly, but we'll have to kind of take a look at that and see on there. So. All right. And last but not least, uh, something caught my eye, too, uh, that, you know, a series that in the past has kind of resonated with me a little bit Um, this past week in Weekly Famitsu, um, Sega has announced, at least in Japan, uh, that they're going to be bringing out a, a PS4 remaster of the game called Shining Resonance Refrain. And basically, it's a remastering of the PlayStation 3 JRPG Shining Resonance on there. Now, um, if you. Or a Sega fan from back in the day, like in the um, Genesis days, you know, that, you know, sh- the Shining series kind of had that pedigree between the Shining Force series and then, you know, Shining the Holy Ark, Shining in the Darkness on there. Uh, that, uh, you know, it represented a really good quality, you know, um, strategy RPGs and action RPGs on there. Um, last title that actually got out and released for. U.S. audiences was Shining Force Neo, which was back in 2005. On um, there, actually, I think the last one was Shining Force uh, EXA. On that, that came out in uh, 2007 for PlayStation 2. But uh, pretty much uh, ever since then, Shining the whole Shining series has been kind of relegated to Japanese only. On there, so and they are hinting with the fact that this title is being remastered. Uh, that they are uh, looking to see about getting it released in the West on there. And I know Atlas slash Sega has been a little bit more receptive as far as getting different titles out on there. And what the game is about, basically, is that it's... Let me take a look at more information here. Give me a second. Yeah, I, you know, from what I see, I see a lot of the features that's going to be in this game. Um, I'm not sure as far as what the game exactly is about. I know it's a RPG of significant nature. I know it got good ratings in Japan when it came out, but it never made it out here. Um, it will have improved resolution, of course, 60 frames per second a uh, new theme song, and all the DLC that was released for the original game. There's 150 different DLC costumes and things that came out with yeah. the game. You know, mm-hmm. So on top of that, of course, if uh, you get the um, collector's edition, there's a lot of other goodies that come with the game on there, but uh, it's going to be released in Japan on March 29, 2018, and there is a good chance there will be a U.S release for it. The uh, Screenshots from what I could tell looks like it's a um, action RPG of uh, considerable nature on there. So looks like a lot of cheesecake too, as far as character designs. And uh, I don't know if you guys take a look at the features and the screenshots, if you had something that you'd be interested in possibly. Possibly. Uh, I mean, i uh, kind
1: of, I mean, it doesn't look bad I'm just, you know i you know, don't know if i'm I, really into it or not you know it's weird <laughs> i mean are you uh, into it
2: joe well i loved the shining series back in the day i mean the last one i've actually played was shining force neo on the playstation 2 and so uh kind of sucks that uh you know they haven't been bringing out a lot of these games out for us or english audiences uh on there cuz i mean i'm looking at the amount of games that uh, came out after shining force cxa And they literally had, you know, basically like uh, five different games, six different games in the series come out with no hide or hair as far as any sort of uh, U.S. release on that. So I know that the original developers of Shining Force uh, Camelot has come out to say that they would love to work on uh, Shining Force 4 if they ever were allowed to do that. Uh, I know they went on to do a series like uh, Golden Sun on the DS.
1: Was that Uh, played? It was great.
2: Yeah, and uh, they are, um, I mean, I, I could probably especially look at the Dungeon Crawlers, the Shining the Shining series, Shining in the Darkness, and Shining in the Holy Ark. Those, both of those games are just, like, straight-up awesome. Like, first-person kind of reminds me of a, a predecessor to Atrian Odyssey as far as that series on there. So definitely interested, though, to see if they are able to get this Shining game out in the U.S. and see if maybe... If there's enough uh, U.S. and and American and uh, European interest in the series that they might, you know, put the money down to maybe do a PS4 version of Shining and get that out worldwide on there. I think uh, that might be something to look forward to for sure. So, I mean, I probably
1: will end up, you know, getting it or doing something with it because I have such a, a huge love, you know, for Shining Force. I just I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know about it right now. So. Yeah.
2: All right. And then last but not least, last news story, kind of just covering what's happened this past October. Uh, the MPD numbers are out on this, So surprise, surprise. I think uh, other games would have won the best-selling game in the month, but Middle Earth Shadow War is October's best-selling game in the U.S., according to MPD. On there. Uh, top 10 for the month includes Assassin's Creed Origins at number two, Super Mario Odyssey, which is not including digital sales uh, at number three, uh, South Park The Fractured Butthole, number four, uh, NBA 2K18 at number five, FIFA 18 at number six, WWE 2K18, The Dumpster Fire of a Wrestling Game at number seven. still <laughs> <laughs> uh, say, I really uh, feel Joe yeah madden nfl 18 at number eight um the aforementioned uh, crack cocaine known as destiny two at number nine and forza motorsports seven at number 10 on there, um new games include like evil within two debuted at number 13 which doesn't include digital sales wolfenstein 2 the new colossus charted at 14 on their um game didn't really come out to the later part of the month. So maybe it has something to do with it, but uh Assassin's Creed origins came around about the same time. And I think it's ranked number two. So, you know, maybe it's just things were too plentiful, you know, with all these uh, games coming out within a week or two of each other, the chart properly there, you know, not everyone's going to win the golden, uh, prize, the, uh, um, game, you know, but, uh, they did it comment that, um, that Destiny 2 is the best-selling game since January. It's the best-selling game. It's the one that has sold the most throughout the year on there. So
1: That's good. I'm not surprised. Though.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, on there. So uh, Also, for uh, hardware, Nintendo Switch won the month for the best-selling platform in October, while PS4 remains the top-selling platform for 2017 as a whole right now. So, So there you go. Sales? Any guys' opinion about what game place where or any uh, surprise as far as any of what's on the list?
0: No, I'm actually kind of surprised that Middle Earth is at number one. Uh, it's a it's a good game, is from what what I played, uh, but I'm actually surprised they hit number one.
2: Marketing man, they had a lot of TV ads where I saw too. So.
0: Yeah, yeah it was the marketing yeah. that really pushed it over the top,
1: you know. And Middle Earth, people like Middle Earth.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, that is true because I've never even seen any of the movies, so I'm, I'm out of the loop with the popularity of that. But uh, there was there there was a lot of uh, commercials for that game, but I'm still kind of surprised to see it at number one. Uh, considering uh. everything else that kind of launched around that. Uh, that, in that month
2: yeah one thing i'm kind of you know bethesda's kind of made a bet doing single player games you know none, nothing with games as a service so both evil within two which you know does have an extensive season pass and wolfenstein 2 as well you know, charting at 13 and 14 of course that does not include digital sales and also that's kind of a hampering of course as far as on the list of what sold what so and keep that in mind. But, you know, hey, I think Bethesda might get some footing, you know, they're trying to get their name out there, you know, so hope we'll see how that goes. You know, it's it's kinda of telling that those two games are now twenty five bucks in Black Friday too. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I I, I
0: played paid fifty nine ninety nine for it on PC. It's like uh, it kills me. Okay,
2: hey, you su- you supported them. I mean, you wanted to play their game. Yeah,
0: I supported play. them, but you know, I would much rather save some money <laughs> while still supporting them right? by buying it new. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, they ain't none of them at over there missing any meals. <laughs> oh, I, all right, that's the news this week, guys. All right, folks. Now we're going to get into what we've been playing this past week. So, Joe, why don't you kick us off with what's been in your rotation?
2: (laughs) Methadone, known as uh, Destiny 2. Um, I'm still quite addicted to this game. No, that's heroin, sir. Methadone is is any other
1: game you play, you know?
2: Yeah, I'm getting a straight dose, yeah. Yeah, I've got got the jacked up teeth and like, you know, I'm walking around, you know. Hell, I'm like, there's like people in Miami that they're finding out on that, like, you know, what is it, like... uh, Mothballs? Yeah, (laughs) mothballs. Wow. (laughs) Like flipping over cars, you know. (laughs) Right now, um, basically what I've done is that I wanted to go ahead and complete all of the um, additional venture mode uh, story missions uh, on each planet, and also do the quest questline for each planet. And so this week's uh, um, thing, uh, which I'm trying to remember the name of, which you know I'm very tired right now. So, <laughs> flashpoint. There you go. The flashpoint this past week was Titan, and so I made sure to get the uh, storyline done. Titan is so boring Titan. though. Oof. I don't mind. I like the PvE stuff, and I think, you know, I haven't done the Ikora missions where I go back and you redo story missions. I think uh, getting the drops on there, you know, maybe a few and far between on it, uh, but uh, I just wanted to make sure that I basically have tasted every dish that I could taste in the game, and so I'm just wanting to make sure that both the adventure missions and the uh, story missions are done. Uh, obviously, you mix in a lot of Crucible in with that, uh, you know, game night was fun with uh, you know, Mr. Alberco, uh, Gerald O'Conn, of course, uh, Surgeon Fire, you know, you, Desmond, um, you know, Kevin, of course, on there. So I definitely enjoyed diving in. We wound up doing some strikes on Sunday, too, which was fun. So and me doing quite a bit of Crucible. Iron Banner is back as of tomorrow, so we'll probably see, you know, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving week, especially with uh, some days off here and there, probably diving back into that. Uh, the loot is kind of dried up. I'm still trying to get uh, 305 armor with uh, my Titan so I could finally get um, something better than uh, 294 blues. Uh, I got the blues getting the 294 blues. It's just it's too bad, so sad. It's so sad, but. Uh... You know, I should be weaning off, you know, Curse of Osiris comes out literally like, what, another, what, uh, 15 days from now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we'll see what happens, you know. It just seems like every time I want to go play something, it's like, okay, I'm only going to play for like 45 minutes. So I'm going to play Destiny, you know, so (laughs) Destiny 2. So I just have that attitude where I don't want to, you know, dip my um towing another pool because you know the water's been fine in this watch for so so long. So um otherwise, um anything else, uh, portable wise, uh Dragon Quest 8 I'm still um playing and pushing through, of course, uh enjoying myself quite a bit. Finally got my boat, so I'm able to go uh, coast to coast worldwide on there. So I'm kind of exploring the world a little bit. Uh kind of get into areas where, you know, the monsters are uh a little bit difficult. I'm kind of seeing where the game wants me to go versus where I want to go. On that. That's happened sometimes when you first get the uh, world-to-world ship transportation in a JRPG. So um, I don't know if you're going to get died back into Dragon Quest VIII at some point, Desmond. I mean, I might. I'm not really sure. But yeah, I, I don't I, see why I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, I know you were playing it uh, frequently at one point. I'm glad I got back into it, though. I'm very much enjoying music. It's just like, you know, some some of the areas in the game, the, you know, even though it's uh, kind of, you know, the music in Dragon Quest kind of repeats a little bit too much for my taste. But uh, uh, there's a couple of uh, themes that uh, I think uh, just uh, hit, hits me in the feels a little bit. So so it's it's good stuff. I definitely would recommend picking up Dragon Quest. Either seven or eight for the 3DS. You can find them both out there on clearance at various GameStops. So you might be able to get them for 20 to 25 bucks new. And uh, you're looking at like hours and hours of gameplay if that's your, your thing. So I definitely would recommend it. So that's it.
0: Okay. Des, what's you been up to?
1: What have I been up to? Uh, Destiny, of course. I've also been playing. Um... I've been playing uh, The Fractured Butthole, though I put it down a little bit um, because I started playing um, Warframe. (laughs) I started playing Warframe, and I was like, okay, you know, let's see what this game is about. Because I played it it off and on for, like, honestly, years. So it's just weird because I haven't played it in a while. So it's just getting back to... You know, remembering everything and part of it, some of it is is like riding a bike, you know, but some of it is definitely not. Um, but the core gameplay is pretty much the same, and I've I've been enjoying what I've what I've been playing, you know. So
0: yeah. Now, do you have access to the that new? Oh, I haven't. Expansion? I
1: literally like started like yesterday, so I'm just okay. at this point. I'm just I'm just playing and, and getting my bearings again, and, and playing the different and playing the different types of uh, uh, mission types and stuff. So, so no, I really haven't, you know, done anything that's remotely like you know like that yet. So, okay. Um, but I'm sure I will at some point. Um, okay. it's only a matter of time. And I know that uh, Surging and some other people play play Warframe, so I'm hoping that I can you know play with them, you know, and they can kind of guide me through it because I'm really out of practice, and, you know. And I just realized that I never really had a very strong character to begin with, so, so I never really like I, I played the game, but I never really got super far in it. So I just realized like, oh, like I never really played this game that often, you know that 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 well, you know, so. But it's been fun. It's like a giant horde mode, which is kind of, which is, which is, which again, is kind of fun because I can just kind of run around and, you know, do stuff and, and shoot people. And it's very mind numbing. So granted, it's not, it is not, it is not like playing up against, you know, other people. But, I, but <laughs> again, it, um, that stuff was never my, was never my, my forte anyway. So uh, by that, I mean like crucible and shit like that. So, so this is fine. You know, I, I enjoy it so far. Uh, what other games have I been playing? Uh Breath of the Wild. I've been playing Breath of the Wild. Uh fun game. It's weird. Uh Breath of the Wild is deceptively uh simple simple. You know, in its in its presentation and in its um just how everything looks. Uh but the the depth and the people that you meet and the story that is told is just so engaging i don't know something about the game because at first i thought like you know oh do i really want to play this game i have to run around and i have to just find these things and and then after i find these things i have to do this and blah blah blah. but then but then when you start doing it you're just like i don't know it it, you feel compelled to continue you feel compelled to continue to to do it even though you know you're kind of running around and i don't know so it's weird like the, the, the the game is just weird um it's 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 Deceptively uh, uh, engaging, you know. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but I've just really, really, really enjoyed the game so far. So I'm so I'm enjoying it. Um, but those are really the only the only games that I've been playing mostly.
3: Okay.
1: So um, what about you, Kev?
0: Well, for me, it's been uh, I've been playing a, a lot of Star Wars Battlefront Two campaign. And I've been enjoying it. I picked it up for Xbox uh, in anticipation of playing with my nephews once I complete the campaign. And I think my yeah, my eldest nephew is picking it up uh, during Black Friday. So hopefully, we'll get get a chance to uh, link up and play. And my youngest, my younger great nephew, um, I it might be. I mean, it might be something he might be getting in a uh, Christmas package of some sort, and he doesn't listen to the show, so <laughs> he's not going to. He's not. He's not going to hear this. But uh, yeah, the story is okay, but it's. I think they real. They kind of missed the ball with the characters and the direction that they could have taken them. It fell into some predictable, uh, predictable trope, predictable Star Wars trope, and that was a little disappointing. Because I like the main character, I think she's a strong character, and it would have been a lot. And I, I can't—I was about to say her character's name, but it, it's just it's just slipping out of my mind right now. But. They had the opportunity to do something really unique with her with regards to a uh, uh, story turn, and they didn't take it. And that's unfortunate because I think it would have been a better, uh, a, a better story. Uh, graphically, it's beautiful. The ship combat is improved over the first one, but it's still not great. They have your controls, meaning your yaw, and your your left and right yaw, and uh, uh, attached to your right stick, and you've got thrust and brake and roll attached to the left stick. It would be considerably better if you could reverse those. I did not go into into the menus to see if that's possible and the options that I saw that, that was not possible. So, hopefully you can do that. It's probably something I'm... It's I kind of like to try and work with the default controls uh, with, with whatever game I'm playing. And it's probably just something I'm just going to have to spend some time with, but better than the first game, but still not great, in my opinion. But... Um, yeah, Star- Battlefront is fun. I have not jumped into any aspect of the multiplayer yet. I'm still trying to complete the story mode. And uh, you'll get everything I can out of that. Uh, but uh, it's a good game. Um, I think it could have been great, but I think it's a good game. And Without going into spoilers, that's really all, all I can say about it. Um also been playing a lot of uh, Warriors All-Stars, which is the uh, Muso game that has a whole bunch of uh, Tecmo Koei's characters beating up a whole bunch of other Tecmo Koei characters. And uh, they do some pretty interesting things with this game. Um, you've got group attacks that you can pretty much tag on to the end of a combo. They've got something called... Uh, it's like a chair meter, which is really odd. It's kind of like you're, I'm about to die. Let, let me get out of, <laughs> let me keep from, from dying mode where you just, the, the, the system automatically generates these additional enemies and you build up this, this rainbow colored meter. And at the end of it, you do this massive group attack to clear out all kinds of enemies. And, um, uh, I use it for bosses. It's really handy. It's really handy for them. Um, on the downside, the animation is not as smooth as I thought it would be. Um, I'm there, and from the the promotional videos that I remember seeing, I don't know. it just seemed to like it would it, it ran a little bit smoother. Um, and it's not, I'm not even it's not even a situation where it's uh, uh, slow down. I mean, it does suffer from it does suffer from slowdown uh when there's a uh, a whole lot of stuff going on, on the screen uh at t- at at times but i don't know the animations just kind of seem a little janky uh which is a little which is a little bit uh, unfortunate uh it, the other uh muso game that i that i've been playing which was uh, band of the hawk uh band of the hawk is really smooth um and uh Warriors All-Star kind of takes a hit uh, with the the, the, smooth, the smoothness of the animations was a little bit disappointing. But um, I've also been playing Near Automata. Still loving that game. The further I go into that game, the more intriguing the story becomes. Uh, the quests that you do really flesh out the androids 2B and 9S as they go about uh, completing their mission uh, for the humans, uh, and you really see how, if it's going where I think it's going, it it there, there there's going to be some really cool character developments going on with the story. And I, You have to play through it like a couple of different times to get all all sides of the story uh, as I'm understanding it, which I definitely will do, but I'm taking my time with it. I'm doing side quests. I'm doing main story missions and the game is just freaking fantastic. So, uh, I'm playing an awful lot of near automata, uh, because it's, it's fantastic. (laughs) It is, it is a, um, uh, that, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn are like my my shames of the year. Uh, I, I I put them in the backlog for good reason because it was for, for Persona Five, but uh, I really should have been playing <laughs> playing those games sooner. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much what has what's been in my rotation this week. Cool. Uh, well. All right, all right, all right. so we're gonna move into our game night details. Uh, game night this week is going to take place on Sunday. Uh, it's gonna be fun because obviously because of Thanksgiving and uh, uh, taking happening on Thursday, which is our standard game night, but it's going to be 5 pm, Pacific Standard Time, 8 pm, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we will be playing on uh, PlayStation Four, so we're on the PSN network. You can hit us up at uh, on our IDs. There, Joe is at Kamunagara, K A M U N A G A R A. I am at Shonuf 7s S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number seven, and Dez is at Nemo Tigger, Uh You can also hit us up in the Twitter sphere. Uh, Joe is at jo Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. I am at Shonuff71, S H O N U F F, the number 71. And Dez is at Nemocub, N E M O C U B. You can also hit us up with an email. I mean, that's how, you know, if you want to actually be on the show. Talk about your perspectives, leave uh, an MP3 as the Prince of OFR did uh, for this episode. You can hit us up at GamingVessels at gmail.com. So I think that's going to bring us to the end of this episode and also our first season. Um, I want to say thank you all for those who have been listening, downloading the show uh, I've had an absolute blast uh, Doing this show uh, I am Eagerly anticipating uh, Season two's kickoff We're going to be sitting And roundtabling about what we can do To improve the show uh, Also folks if you have some ideas For us uh, Some, some uh, suggestions that you uh, Think it w- would be a beneficial For us to implement Be sure to send them to us too uh, you can hit us up as I mentioned our email earlier, which is at gamingvessels at gmail.com. But uh, just before we 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 end this episode and bring our first season to a close, uh, guys, what are, what how did you feel about this first season? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to us discussing about what we can do to improve and, you know, where where we're going with the show. But for our first season, man, I had an absolute blast doing it with you guys.
1: I would have to agree 100 (laughs) percent. You know, I uh, I love the conversations that we've had. I love the guests, the the guests that we've had. I really hope that they enjoyed (laughs) being a part of it. I mean, I, Mm I think that they did. So I'm more than like I'm more than, you know, um, devoted to this podcast. I want to make sure that we're able to continue and do it for a while. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. How about you, Joe? Oh, for sure.
2: I mean, I love the fact that yeah, I get the podcast again with Kevin. You know, I know you love gaming, uh, Gamer Husbands, you know, the show that you helped me get on and, you know, I love the fact that we can kind of go on our tangents and not worry about, uh, you know, boring our other hosts on there. We could do what we want to do on here and so it's been great to bring you Desmond into the mix cuz you know you've been a great friend for me and Kevin for a long time and especially me of course you know we've been buddies since like god like what 1995 1994 is it like it's uh, almost been a lifetime you know
0: it's been a it's while a deep cut that's a deep cut it's, it's been a deep while cut.
2: so you know as far as the show, I mean, if anyone out there is a musician that wants to do a chip tune inspired opening, we would love to get your contribution. We'd love to get a theme song going, or some uh, music on there. We're still working on getting that done. I'd love to open season two with a nice little jingle. Of course, you know, we just didn't want to like you know pick Back in Black or something that's licensed and get the <laughs> podcast pulled. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know, we're not, we're not some indie wrestling fed. You know, we're not going to use licensed music. You want to be able, be on the up and up. So. <laughs> on it, but uh, I've enjoyed what we've talked about so far. You kind of see how this podcast has evolved within the season. You know, we're not talking about like what's on deck with the uh, games coming out next week and that kind of thing. You know, we kind of modified this thing as we needed to to kind of, you know, do what we want to do to discuss what we want to, you know. Uh, You know, this podcast is about you guys out there, the listeners, of course. And it's also, too, about, you know, our passions. You know, games are our passion. So, you know, I love the fact that we can communicate, you know, our life's passions with you on this show. You know, so good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, folks, thank you for being along with us on this ride in this first season we will be coming back for this begin, on season two, recording December 11th. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who has been downloading and enjoying the show, sending us feedback, being guests on the show. We want to continue that and amplify it for season two. So please hit us up. We've already we told you where to, where to hit us up. Uh, And we will definitely looking forward to kicking things off with our second season of Gaming Vessels. Thank you so much. And we will catch you next time.
4: Peace.